Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. So my manager told me in 1981, he said, you're probably going to be really surprised by this, but within about a year or two, there's going to be this thing called a mobile phone. And I want you to start saving because I want you to buy a mobile phone when they come out. Now, I don't know if you know anything about the history of mobile phones, but this is the first schematic of a mobile phone. So battery phone unit, control cable. We had the big receiver back here and transmitter. And remember that big old three-foot antenna? Okay, so you may not know this, but the first car phones were installed in 1948. And this is what they look like. In your car in 1948, you could make a mobile call with a company called Mobitel. Little bulky, right? Little, <laughs> little big, probably a little bit hard to maneuver. It definitely wouldn't leave the car because it had this big old cord, right? But do you know that that changed everything? And my manager was right. And I was saving money every single month. And I remember in 1984 when this ad came out. And Motorola started advertising for the first mobile car phone and cell phone. And these are the pictures of it. There's a guy making his call from his Thunderbird, which I don't know what year that is, but that's... And then over here is my car phone. And that's pretty cool, right? So I was the sixth person in Orange County, California to have a mobile phone installed in his car. Sixth, number six. I mean, come on, I should get an applause for that. Six. And what did every other LO in my company start saying when I got a phone in my car? Can I borrow your phone? Can I make a call from your car? No, 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 no. And it sure beat pulling off the freeway and putting two dimes in a pay phone to make a call. But you ready? $3,995 is what I paid for the, the privilege of being the sixth guy in Orange County, California to have a phone in his car. But the third month I had the phone, do you know how much my paycheck had gone up in three months and 90 days? $6,000 a month. Do you know what $6,000 in 1984 is worth today? $16,000. And it went way bigger than that because all I could do now, right, is I didn't have to be at my desk anymore. And that, for me, changed the game. And then I adopted that philosophy around the, the timing and the bad recession and all of this. And I came up with my first game changer law when I was 25 years old. And here's the first law. The first game changing law is it is never the market that determines your success. It is you. The market is not responsible for your success. It may feel like it from time to time, but who ultimately is responsible for your success? You are. And to be a game changer, you have to think differently than everybody else that's out there. So the recession continued and everybody was crying the blues and nobody thought anybody was buying homes and I wanted to follow the path of being disruptive. How do you be disruptive in a recession? You know, what do you do that is unique? What do you do that is different? 
And so one day I was thinking about how to be really unique with my real estate agents. They were all crying the blues. Nobody was selling any homes. Everybody was down in the dumps. People had quit, you know, hanging up the, hanging up the shingle, you know. And I said, if everybody's quitting, this is like the perfect time to floor it. So my mom and dad had a, friend, a couple of friends, Marge and Bob Ristenpart, and they owned a print shop. So I went over to their print shop one day and I said to Marge and Bob, I said, I need you to make up a button for me. And here's what I want on the button. And I'm gonna wear this button on my suit jacket every time I make calls on real estate agents. And she said, are you sure you wanna do that? And I said, absolutely. So as a 25-year-old LO, LO, here is my button. Rumor has it we're in a recession. I am not participating. I just said, no, I'm not going to go where everybody else is going. I am not going to be negative like everybody else is negative. I'm going to be like one of the only guys thriving in a recession because I have a positive attitude and I am rejecting the normalcy of the market. You need to be rejecting the market right now. You need to be rediscovering yourself and changing the way you think about what you're doing and how you're doing and why you're doing it. So let me tell you what I think is the pathway here that you should probably really pay attention to over the next four days. The best way to be in demand is reputation. The highest value in the market comes from being a specialist. And all I want you to do between now and Saturday is answer this question. I specialize in. That's all I want you to do. I want you just to figure out the answer to that question. There's a company in this room that is going full throttle into VA. They are specializing in taking care of veterans. It is a huge disruptor in a marketplace that is getting overcome by normalcy. There are people in this room that specialize, listen to this, in creating financial wellness. There are people in this room that have answered this question and they have said, if I'm going to be a specialist, I've got to somehow say that I am a specialist. And then I've got I've to earn what being a specialist actually does for me. So you can start with committing to being a home loan specialist. You could, instead of being a loan rep, instead of somebody who does loans, you could be a home loan specialist. There's a massive difference between being a specialist and being an order taker, and we all know where the order takers reside. So if I want to compete against the order takers, I have to be unique and I have to be different. You can be a specialist in anything you want. You use the word, you become the product. I specialize in, I specialize in, I specialize in. Being a specialist outpays being a generalist and insulates you from competition in ways that right now for you are unfathomable. Does the name Dr. Steven Zytels ring a bell? Does anybody know who Dr. Steven Zytels is? Well, if you're following my, kind of my lead right now, you would guess that he is a what? a specialist. So in his office, you've got Roger Daltrey from The Who, you have Adele, you have Lionel Richie, you have Julia Andrews, you have Kiss, you have John Mayer, you have The Miracles. So what could you deduce from just looking at some of the pictures in his office 
that Dr. Stephen Zytels specializes in. He specializes in helping people that sing for a living make sure they can still sing for a living. And that is all he does. Now, this is going to blow your mind. I'm 6'5", pretty big guy, right? This may gross you out. But he makes a fortune specializing on an organ that is one and three quarters inches wide and one and a half inches tall. And it's called the larynx. And that's it. And here's mine. So I thought I'd just let you into the inner soul of kind of where my voice is. And I, uh, I had this, this who knows who I need to know. I went through a complete proactive kind of health maintenance program since mastery last year. Just wanted to check out everything that I need. I need my voice to make a living. If my voice doesn't work, all I got is my brain. And, you know, you wouldn't want me to be up here and listening to an audible out of a laptop, right? Teach you how to be a game changer. And so everything is cool, but I just want you to think for a moment what it would be like to make $60,000 a day focusing in on one piece of the organ. He can't even tell me about my nose, which is only four inches higher than my larynx. And he can't talk to me about my heart, which is down here. He focuses only in on this piece of the body that's about that big. And what he has done, and Deb is my witness, he said, all I do is continue to learn how to make this thing work and last a lifetime for people. And musical careers have been saved because he is a specialist in what? One small area. So my question to you is, where do you want to be a specialist? Harry Snyder, anybody know Harry Snyder? Does that name ring a bell? Harry Snyder in 1948 invented with his wife, Ethel, In-N-Out Burgers. Okay, anybody know about In-N-Out Burgers? It's a billion-dollar franchise. And here's what he said in 1948. He said, keep it real simple. Do one thing and do it the best you can. That's crazy. Do one thing and do it the best you can. So this was his first restaurant. This is the In-N-Out Burger menu. You can get a burger, you can get a cheeseburger, you can get french fries, or you can get a cold drink. The only thing that has changed on that menu since 1948, besides the, besides the underground menu, is milkshakes. And that is it. You can't get bacon on your burger, you can't get avocado on your burger, you can't get, unless you go underground. And even then, it has rules and limits. Keep it real simple and be the best you can at what? One thing. So how do we roll this out? It's called disruptive branding. And I want you to answer the question, what is my disruptive branding by Saturday? <clears throat> I want you to figure out how you're going to create a disruptive brand statement in the marketplace. And I'll show you some examples. So when Deb and I wrote Five Stars, one of the chapters that we absolutely loved writing was called Story Selling. And Story Selling helps you disrupt by creating statements that eliminate your competition while illuminating you without it making 
or sounding like you're eliminating your competition, right? Because we all know you can't talk negatively about your competition. We all know that if you do that, it kind of amplifies the competition, right? So here is the simple story selling disruptive positioning statement. Most loan officers will quote you a rate. How I am different is. So take a picture of that. Most loan officers will quote you a rate, especially if they're an order taker. How I am different is. That simple, simple language in a dialogue with another humanoid allows you to connect at levels you haven't connected at. And in one fell swoop, what? Eliminate competitors that just simply talk about interest rates and fee, fee worksheets, things like that. Okay, now can we take that a little bit deeper? Yeah. Most lenders think this way. Most lenders don't think this way, but I see this as a beginning of a 20 to 30 year relationship during my, which my number one goal is to make your mortgage work for you instead of you working for it, ultimately alleviating your debt, giving you financial peace of mind. That is a disruptive positioning statement that will stop a borrower in their tracks and you will not have to do business based on rate and fee sheets ever, ever again, as long as you have a strategy to do that, which we will unveil for you between now and Saturday. You can take it even a step further. You can say, unlike most loan officers who will quote you a rate and cost, I'm a home loan strategist. That right there is a disruptive brand statement because a borrower is going to go, what is a home loan strategist? I am a home loan strategist. I will help you architect. That is a huge word of influence. I will help you architect a strategy around the absolute best, not the one you're thinking of, but I will help you architect a strategy around the best loan program for you. And then I will manage your mortgage to minimize your risks. Who does not want their risk minimized and maximize your cash flow and your equity objectives? Your job is to elevate the brand value that people perceive in you before you do anything. And the only way that can happen is when you say something that stops them in their track. Words are powerful. Sue's going to talk about seven game-changing words tomorrow. Words are hugely powerful. One of our great coaching clients and uh, an ad, uh, a, a absolute committed follower of, of the high trust methodology uh, is Denise Donahue. Denise, are you in the room? Denise, Denise, Denise. Where's Denise? There she is. There, the mortgage nerd is in the in the house. She disrupted her whole brand by calling herself the mortgage nerd, and she even wears glasses she doesn't have to wear. Check it out. So this is disruptive branding right off her website. The biggest difference between myself and another loan officer is that I'm a certified mortgage planner with a financial advisor background. That is huge. Check it out. This allows me to prepare and analyze different loan strategies and look at more than just your interest rate and term. Mortgage loans are much more complex. I'll actually run a total cost analysis to review your rate, term insurance, tax benefits, amortization costs, etc. And then, this is the clincher right here. Then we can determine which loan program will give you the highest net worth in five to seven years and up to 30 years. That is disruptive branding. Big round of applause for Denise. I love that. Thank you for, right? And so you got to be thinking, what do I specialize in and how do I say it in a way that changes the way people perceive me when? 
early, 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 early on in the conversation. Make sense? Hey, thanks for being part of today's episode. I've got a special gift for you. I want to make sure you are aware of. I just released a 25-page ebook entitled The Five Irrefutable Principles of a High-Performance Business. These five principles are game-changing. There's a lot of methods towards success, but if you ignore the principles, it's very, very hard to know that those methods will work. Go to the show notes below, just click on the link, download this 25-page ebook, and see what kind of impact it can make in your business and your life.